Are you excited about uh, Godzilla vs. Kong? Excited is an interesting word. I think hmm. I will enjoy the movie because it's going to be stupid fun. But yeah, I yeah. think it will be mostly stupid. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't quite understand how a big monkey is going to fight a weaponized nuclear bomb with this like, is this is the batman breath. versus superman problem except that in that universe I, now i've i've read a lot of dc comics so i can sort of justify that only because batman is written as a character that's omnipotent even though he's regular human that's like the joy of batman is that right. he's like he literally traveled through time on willpower that's not an exaggeration he 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 willed his way through time um, yeah that sounds right so right, and you don't even care. You're like, yeah, that's that's fine. It's Batman. I like it's, I, it. Doesn't even move the needle for me. It's like, yeah, okay, <laughs> right, right, exactly. So so when it comes to this, it's a little more of a question mark. But at the same time, it's a giant monkey. So and a giant dinosaur thing. So who actually cares what logic here? This is not supposed to be some who would win in a fight. So that, well, yeah, that, the whole thing is the is, whole. Is, oh, go ahead. The whole thing about the the Batman versus Superman thing is it's kind of the same thing is you have the you have the the one character who is just the superpowers. Yeah. Like the He's the actually like infinitely powerful based on yeah. some of the comics. <laughs> and that you ha- yeah, you have you have infinity power character. Right. Right. And then you have the character <laughs> who is for all intents and purposes unpowered other than just like above average size and strength and in Batman's <laughs> case like technology yeah he's he just has he his superman or batman's power is will that's 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 the only thing that makes him strong. like i mean he had enough willpower to reject like the the rings like you know the 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 like uh the Green Lantern type rings. There's bad ones, and there was one that was like, "Hey, we can't get this guy. He's too. He has too much fucking willpower." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that's it. That's his. That's his super strength. But, so but, the the, oh, yeah. the power is the power of Batman, and I think the power that they will apply to Kong <laughs> is you have whatever power you need to have to solve this problem. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's that's what will and and it's going to turn out. My guess is, is that they're not actually fighting each other or something like because I bet they you will. They'll do the they'll do the BVS thing where like it is set up for them to fight each other. And then they realize they that there's a greater enemy. Yeah. Like there's something where one of them thought the other one was threatening it or, or mm-hmm, some mm-hmm. sort of other thing was controlling its mind or whatever it was. I don't know. I did not yeah. see the last King Kong movie Skull Island, I think, because it looked it looked too dumb. Like, I don't know. It didn't interest me. Um, but I did watch the last Godzilla movie and that was, that was enjoyable, uh, cause he, he, he totally screams into another giant kaiju's face with a plasma breath, which was incredibly fun. <laughs> yeah. I think that the, I will say, I think that the movie will be better in the theaters, but I won't see it mm. in the theaters. So that kind of sucks. Cause I think part of the joy of those movies is the spectacle and the feeling of the sound. So I think watching it and it, it we don't have like a really awesome TV or audio visual kind of setup. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that will detract a little bit from the, the excitement of some of those fight scenes. Um, mm-hmm. But overall, I mean, I have HBO max, so I'm, I'm definitely going to watch it. Like it's, 
it's free and it, I'm sure yeah, it will yeah. be fun, right? Like I know, I know going into it that I don't expect anything. So I'm looking forward to watching it. Does that make sense? I, yeah. I think that's the, I think that's the right way to go into a movie like that. Like you are not going into that movie expecting Academy Awards. God, no. You like, you want it to be a fun, like it's the Pacific Rim thing. Exactly. Go did, into did, it a expecting one of those? a big, yeah, there was. I didn't see that. <laughs> I don't think anyone did. Because <laughs> the first one was exactly what I expected. And I was like, yeah, that's that's just the right amount of anime I wanted in, in my yeah, yeah, live yeah. action kaiju movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's lowbrow. It just gets to the point. It does exactly what it what it needs to do. In fact, it, the only way that the movie could be ruined is if they try to get too in depth with whatever the story is going to be, because that has to be the least interesting aspect of the movie. I like, heard that. I, I heard that was a, a lot of the case with the uh, the last. God, I've seen like zero Godzilla or King Kong movies, like okay. total. So like I'm, you know, to a certain extent, I'm talking out my ass, and it's all kind of <laughs> sure. second half. It's just it's what, yeah, just, it's like secondhand, like what I've heard other people talk about. Yeah, but like I heard that last Godzilla movie was bad only because yes. there was too much focus on everything other than Godzilla. It was so it like was, people talking in a room. There was that, but then it was sort of fun because there's like Mothra and other random kaiju's in the world too so it was like oh that's cool but yes the the worst thing they could possibly do in the movie is oh well the first remake of godzilla because that one was that one had way more talking in it and not enough godzilla action Mm -hmm. um so the worst thing they could do in this movie is not have king kong and godzilla fight a lot right right if 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 the movie like boils down to some i don't know excuse to talk about politics or some site, some big moral agenda or whatever it is, which can be fine. I'm not saying that's a negative for, for an idea, but right. it needs to really be the backseat to the, the main idea of the movie. Do you know what I mean? It needs to be more, it needs to be more Godzilla and less Birdemic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, which, which I guess is kind of funny because the, the entirety of Godzilla was supposed to be a, a, a it's, it's like the, the travesties, and tragedies of nuclear weapons in the first place. Like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's kind of funny for me to say that would be the worst part of the movie. So since it sort of goes against the entire idea, but it's not my fault that they're queuing this up as a, a pay-per-view Royal rumble event. (laughs) Right, 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 right. Yeah. Like that. And that's it. That's what they're selling you. So that's what you want to have. Exactly. Exactly. I I would be all for, you know, I, I, I like the anime, I like anime sometimes that's that's just about some type of political idea or some uh, bigger um, human humans uh, like, the, you know, like some metaphysical take on existence or whatever. That's also takes place in a world with lots of crazy crap that's happening. So if, if they want to sell. Hey, hey, are <laughs> you watching Attack on Titan right now? No, I have. I saw the first I only ever saw the first season. That's it, dude. I heard it gets it's getting wild, dude. Okay, so the thing you just said about like you're okay with something that gets into like really philosophical, you you know, philosophical ideas on you know, on political (laughs) issues and social issues and and but yet there's still crazy shit going on. That's the show you're describing. Okay, exactly. As of of midway through season four, I am I am all I'm all about that, but. 
but at the same time, if if it's going to be a two hour movie, I I that's that's billed as more of a let's just watch two giant things fight each other. And that's more of yeah. what I want to see. <laughs> you want at least 60 to 90 <laughs> of those minutes to right. be watching the two big giant things fight each other. Yeah. Like destroy some cities. Let's, let's have some fun with this. You can, you can put the, you can put the subplot, uh, the, the B plot of the, the forced romance between two characters with no chemistry. Put <laughs> yeah. that on the back burner. Nobody cares about that. Oh God, please, please, please. No, the, that, oh yeah, that's true. That's true. That would be the saddest. That would, that would actually be the worst thing they could do is turn it into a, 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 a sappy love story of between two other characters that don't involve, because they're obviously going to involve King Kong with some, Buddy, either the, a girl or a little kid or a woman or what yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't watch the last Kong movie, so I don't know if that's already in play there, or not. There will absolutely be children who are who are ET buddies with one of the giant yes. monsters. Yes, to give it emotional levity. Yeah, and yeah, that's I mean, fine. And th- th- no, that's just, that's, that, that's you know. necessary. That's necessary to make one of them angry enough to do the thing, right? Like, right, 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 right. <laughs> Gohan can only beat Cell because Goku is dead, and he's like, "Oh no, I've got to do my super attack." Um, so there has to be. Remember that. the time Goku gave Cell a sensu bean? <laughs> <laughs> what the, the hell? Where, remember the time where Dragon Ball Z made sense ever? <laughs> like, it's not. It's not that it's ever made sense. It's like no, Goku is the bad guy. <laughs> I I I loved in Go- in Dragon Ball Super. They basically alluded to the fact that Goku is just a horrible piece of garbage because they, they he he initiated some um galaxy well different universe multi universe battle royale where the the losing universes get wiped from existence and it's all Goku's fault. <laughs> so he wanted to Goku fight is bad. Vegeta with more steps. Dude, Goku is Vegeta with more steps, but actually evil. <laughs> like, Vegeta was just defending like, his broken pride as a person. Goku just wants to like, watch the world burn. all of Vegeta's worst impulses. Yes. He's, he's basically All of Vegeta's like, worst impulses of like, you know what? <laughs> I really like fighting, and fighting is kind of like the most important thing to me. So <laughs> I'm going to set things up such that I can have a cool fight that's fun for me. I mean, listen... Goku, Goku dies. is that, but he <laughs> pretends to be the good guy and on a galactic scale. Right. No, multi-galactic scale. <laughs> like, <laughs> Goku, Goku, Goku dies. He comes back to life and he's like, eh, I'm going to go train this kid. I don't care about my wife or my children at all. Like, I'm not, like, he's, Goku is a really horrible person, actually. <laughs> I'm glad we've established that. <laughs> I don't know. That's. It's, 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 ooh, excuse me. It's fun to, uh, um, it's fun to poke fun at, at, at the guy that's supposed to be like the perfect person. Like it's the, he's, you know, he's supposed to be like this lovable Superman, but he's actually the yeah. evil villain behind everything. So Superman. Yeah, sort of. It's, it's harder <laughs> to make that, it's harder to make that argument because Superman usually doesn't actively seek out <laughs> the destruction of multiple okay. universes. Okay, let me... Let me uh, let me refine that statement. Man of Steel, Superman. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Yes. There we go. Nailed oh, it. Oh, Man of Steel. The closest we'll ever get to live action Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> yeah, except... No, something... actually, still. Man of Steel is closer to live action Dragon Ball Z than the actual dra- live action Dragon Ball Z. 
No, that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Yep. The, 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 the one that came out like 20 years ago. <laughs> that, that movie was something else, man. Did I you don't... know that that movie, like, I feel like I've talked about this on the podcast before because I, I, I saw it in a, in a, what happened oh, okay. uh, episode. Um, apparently that movie being complete garbage <laughs> is the reason Toriyama was like, I should go back to Dragon Ball to save it from this. <laughs> really? And then he, and then he made super. Oh, no way. <laughs> he literally said like, he was upset about the reception and about ha- like what happened <laughs> with Dragon Ball, with Dragon Ball evolution. Yeah. And decided to go back to it to, so that that wouldn't be the, uh, so that w- evolution like the, wouldn't the be like the series of- send off. <laughs> I mean, it's like, no, it does like between like the last two things to come out of Dragon Ball are GT and evolution. I have to save it. (laughs) I like that GT. He was like, whatever. I don't care. It's 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 Dragon Ball enough. He wanted out out. of it. Right. That's what he like. He he signed away as his his life's work. Well, maybe not his life's work, but it's sort of the thing that made him uh, a household name. And he's like, no, I don't I don't want anything. I'm done. I'm done. Like I was done back in the cell saga. <laughs> yeah. 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 Maybe even before that. Um, and, and then he, then he sees evolution. He's like, Holy crap. What is happening? It's sort of like, <laughs> I guess, I guess Disney is paying Lucas enough money to come back to be in charge of the, so they're rebooting the last three movies. Cause it's the, the fandom, I guess is incredibly split about what they like or don't like or whatever. So they're going to turn, this is all, Nothing's confirmed, but apparently they're mm-hmm. going to turn the last three movies into three ten-episode seasons each. So that oh. and they'll and they'll be on Disney Plus as sort of like an alternate timeline kind of thing. Okay. Um, and I heard Lucas is overseeing what's going on, so it just kind of reminded me of that where someone that was sort of done with it was like, "Wait, I will come back." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, well, I mean, if you're. I was done with this and I was I was fine to just cash out and move on from it and and work on new stuff because I'm burned out and I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. But if you're going to run my legacy into the ground, <laughs> let me do it for you at least. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me at least have some say. <laughs> I will say super I loved uh I actually enjoyed watching Super a whole lot cuz they kind of it's sure it's stupid in it and of course it follows the same dumb plot arcs sure, as every I mean, other it's it's dragon ball like you you if it didn't yeah. do that you'd almost be annoyed as much as people like to pretend they wouldn't be um, yeah, yeah yeah but the the beginning of super was very fun because they had a lot of like uh they had what made dragon ball fun sort of like the silly slice of life moments and that right, was lost right. in dragon ball z a lot in fact most people think that the slice of life moments are like the bad filler episodes uh like yeah, when I Goku mean, learns to drive. Yeah, like I love that episode. It's so stupid, but it's it's really fun, right? Like, and that's that's yeah. they, they missed a lot of the sort of just silly fun stuff yeah, the that, that I loved in Dragon. Ball. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's what I love about Dragon Ball uh, compared to Dragon Ball Z. And Super kind of does a nice mix of of the two. Yeah, that's that's cool. I haven't watched any of it because like I had to drag myself in to watch the rest of the Boo Saga. Oh, and, see, if like, you didn't... that was. I was you, checked out before that, and I was okay. like, well, I got to see how it ends. I, I actually enjoy the Boo Saga. I know a lot of people don't. I think it's just that I like... It liked, wasn't I think... so much... It wasn't like... It wasn't that I thought it was bad, necessarily. It is weird, and it goes kind of off the rails. <laughs> yeah. But um, but it was one of those things where, like... 
I was watching it on Cartoon Network at the time. Yeah. Like way, way back when. And it was one of those things where they had it. They had the episodes translated and released up to a certain point, And it was halfway through the saga. Yep. And then they reset everything. And then, yeah. And then basically like by the time they got the rest of the saga out, I had sort of moved on and started well, because, watching other stuff. Yeah. Cause it was it. months, if not years. And then finally I was like, well, I guess the rest of it's out. So I should at least see what, what's going on. But like I had already moved, I had already moved on to a point where I just didn't care anymore. I think it's, it's, it's interesting that I love Dragon Ball Z so much. So when, when, I didn't watch it when it was just on repeat, like the Sand Saga and um, the beginning or the Namek Saga, and that's all they mm. had available. Yeah. So I never watched it then. I watched it right when the Frieza Saga had finished, and I was at my friend's house, and he's like, hey, they're doing a special, like, here's the episode before, or a couple episodes before, and then an hour-long, like, two-episode special of jumping into the, the Frieza Saga. So that's when I actually started watching Dragon Ball Z. And yeah. uh, I watched all of the Frieza Saga, and then I watched the Garlic Jr. Saga, and then they just reset everything before they got to the next like the android stuff and i actually stopped watching it on tv i was like this is not fun i don't want to watch episode by episode it takes too long blah 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 um and then when media play was going out of business they had a ridiculous sale on their anime and they had one of each like dvd like they had the box sets of all the dragon ball z dvds and all the dragon ball dvds and they had one of each left, and that's what I... It was like, I don't know, $250 for the whole entirety of all of the anime series. And so I bought that with the graduation money, and that's when I actually watched all of uh, Dragon huh. Ball Z. So I kind of watched it as like a binge, even though I still liked it all up through that point. I just had never actually watched it because I had read so much. Because um, obviously all the stories were online and everything, so I already knew basically everything that happened because I couldn't get enough of it when I was in seventh grade or whenever they... Uh, release the the Frieza saga. So I had already read pretty much the entirety of the series, so I didn't feel the need to watch each episode because they're really boring to watch daily, which is kind of an odd thing to say about a series you you like a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, so I'm just stuck on like, oh yeah, I bought the entire series up to that point for $250. And I'm like, on one part of me is like, wow, that's a really good deal. And the other, other part of me is like, money. holy crap, times have changed. <laughs> yeah. Like now I can basically watch the entirety of Dragon Ball Z for like seven bucks a month on Crunchyroll or Funimation True. or whatever. Yeah, this was all of Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z and GT for for I think it was two fifty. I want to say uh, I that I like that is a lot. And that's really good to have it on physical media. But it just like, oh, really no, it drives home how freaking inflated that physical media actually was. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it still is right for some things, especially oh, yeah. like uh, switch games. Switch games, I think, are one of the biggest culprits of this, where you can buy a digital game of that game for 20 bucks, but then the physical one's going to be 50 or something like that. Yeah. Uh, usually it's because a smaller company is putting it out, so it's not necessarily inflated so much that it just costs a lot to have physical, yeah. like a physical medium when you, when you don't have a huge production line behind you. Right, right, right. Um, you're, but not, it's still... you're not producing 100,000 of them, so the, yeah. the unit price is higher. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, so it's it was it's just I completely understand what you're saying about not caring about watching it because I didn't I didn't watch it as it was being released because I thought it took it was just so slow going that I didn't I lost interest, which yeah, is yeah, yeah. a weird real like it's a weird thing to say about a series you love. <laughs> it's long, man. It's like like in the original series, if you go through the entire like just DBZ, it's like, it's like 150. Something. It's what? 
I'm pretty sure Dragon Ball Z is like 300 episodes. There's a way to find out. Or 250, maybe 250. Or is it only 150? No, yeah, it's two. Dragon Ball Z is 291 episodes. Yeah, that's wild. 13 movies, <laughs> two TV specials. <laughs> I watched one movie and I hated it, so I didn't really? watch it either. Really? I the love the ones. Dragon Ball Z movies. Well, let me rephrase that. I, I like the the first three, the like the World Tree, um, the World's Strongest or something. I don't remember the other one even. The movies are very silly. I, my, what, the, one I of watched the ones... Cooler's Revenge. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's a very... That's, I was going to say, those movies are the really... The, the, I think they're pretty bad. But my favorite part in one of them is where they're, where Goku and Vegeta are like getting killed. And then, then at one point, it, at least in the dubbed version, the <laughs> Vegeta's like, hey, do you just want to win now? And Goku's like, yeah, okay. And they just like charge up and end the fight. <laughs> like, like they had some meta realization that they were like, oh yeah, wait a minute. Why are we even pretending like we're going to lose? Let's just, yeah. let's just overload <clears throat> this thing, sapping our energy and, and be done with it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's literally like, it's the old anime thing where it's just like, Hey, I know let's try winning. And then they do. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. But it was, it was more fun to have them actually say it themselves. Like, yeah. That's wild. as opposed to it just happening. And I don't know yeah. if it was just a bad translation or if it was just like an on the nose translation um, or what. You never know with some old, you know, the 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 uh, early early dubbing is is always interesting. I mean, hell, even some dubbing yeah. is, is pretty bad, but the early stuff is really silly sometimes. Yeah. Mistakes just left in there. And <laughs> yeah. oh, what is the thing I'm thinking of that has like a. Oh, it's a, it's it's one of the lines in Skyrim. Oh. In the original, in the original, uh, in the original Skyrim, yeah, there is a, there's one line said by one character, or maybe <laughs> it might be Oblivion, but it's one of the it's one of the newer Elder Scroll games, mm-hmm. even though they're all ten years old now. <laughs> Plus, oh my god, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's there's one line by one person where they mm-hmm. like they say the line, and then the the voiceover track in the game is like let me do that again and then they say the line they do another take of the line and they just leave the whole uncut double take in the final cut of the game i can't think of anything more bethesda than that it's it's very bethesda (laughs) i actually didn't know that that's really funny oh my god you know one of one of when when I was teaching the the games and society course, one I sometimes would have a lecture where we just talked briefly about um, kind of the influence games can have on media or like things that or or how they can uh, uh, like a viral video or and sometimes they're just like video game glitches just for the fun of it, blah blah blah. And so mm-hmm. one of them that I love showing was that video where the the guy's fighting it with the tiger and he attacks it, and then it kind of does like a ragdoll thing where it looks sort of like a if you were to put the tar- tiger like flat on the floor as like a rug, and then it just mm-hmm. starts spinning around in a circle, flying around through the thing as a rag, and then it just <laughs> launches into outer space. <laughs> and the, the, the one video, they set it to like the ending tune of, um, or like the theme to uh, uh, Forrest Gump, and it's, mm-hmm. it's, so, it's so perfect. <laughs> I'll have to send you the link later. It's, 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 it, uh, it always brings a smile to my face. That sounds delightful. It really is. Hey, you know what's not delightful? 
bad video games. Yeah, well, I mean, that's up to... I was going to say the games I made you play this week, but... I don't think that's fair. I, I You know... What, what, what I guess part we'll of... Okay, what? What's I don't think they're... I don't, explain. I, I have... I'm confused about why one of the games was in, in, in a bad game tournament in the grand finale. I'm not going to lie. Because I don't think Shadowgate is actually, like, a bad game. So, <clears throat> I... Um, all right, let's, we'll, we'll, let's get into it. But first, hey, everyone, now that we're something like a half hour into the podcast, welcome to the, a very special episode of the Retro Breakdown. It's the I Just Lost Cuso Grande episode. <laughs> Even though at this point, like, by the time you're listening to this, it has been at least 10 days since the finals. But, you know, true. It's fine. It's fine. It's um, fine. It's good because I um, I needed the time to to recover and, and lick my proverbial wounds. From <laughs> I mean, the, hey, uh, it was your first Cusco Grande and you're in the grand finals and you were actually about to win except for the last two minutes of the, the final round. seconds from winning in yeah. both games. Well, I suppose it's always literally seconds if you want to. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> but yes, yes, yes. It was it was like it was the very it was right at the end. Oh, I was oh, I was I was uh, so sad. I, I spent for, a I couple was, of no. days really I, I spent a couple of days really like upset about it. it, particularly because it was close and because it was yeah. uh, because, you know, you always run through like if I'd done literally one minuscule thing differently. Well, it's, it's like we were talking about <laughs> buying stocks, right? It's it's everything's yeah. it's yeah. really hard to. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Yes, it's impossible to know. I mean, not hard. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just little stuff like, what if I'd crossed the train tracks, and what if I'd, you know, <sighs> what if I had just been a little more, uh, what if I'd been a little more careful with my lives in that fourth stage? What if I'd done this? What if I'd done that? Um, you know, you run through all, you run through all that stuff in your head, but and and I did that for a while, mm-hmm. but now. Now I'm at a point where I'm like, damn, I took second place. Exactly. In a field of over 200, I took second. Yeah. In a field of over 200 people, including people who have been in this tournament for years, Mm -hmm. people who run old, like crappy games like this all the time. Heck, wasn't people who are world record holders. I was going to say, wasn't one of them just in that, the, the, the Mario. 35 uh relay or not relay but the the sort of race to a certain number of points in um in uh GDQ? AGDQ? Yeah. yeah author blues author blues who right, i yeah. beat head to head yeah in mega man like now this next kuso six will be the that's when you're going to be sweating because then you'll have all these uh oh god these expectations i made second oh yeah because like now everyone <laughs> looks at me like i looked at that like some girl in author blues and gene genie yeah. And all these like and all these like high level players who I've seen in the, you know, in and around the the tournament for a while. I'm like, oh, man, I hope I don't get paired up. I hope I don't get paired up with them because they're right. like God gamers. Well, and and then the own stress, the own stress that you put on yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Because I went in, you know, I went in to this entire tournament every single round being like, hey, I'm probably going to lose, but we're going to have some fun. <laughs> yeah. And then literally, like, I didn't win, like, 
three times in the whole tournament <laughs> out of like how many matches like 11 mm, something like that including uh including pools so like yeah like i am now i have now moved on to a point where i'm like oh my god i cannot like i'm so happy with myself that it that i got this far and that it you know and that it worked out the way that it did like yeah it's really I like the the pain of losing and and doubting and second guessing my decisions and stuff has subsided and has given way to like oh my god I can't believe I cannot believe <laughs> like wow yeah I mean you, it's it's exciting it's there's there's no doubt about uh I mean you were in the grand finals <laughs> that's just cool in and of itself regardless of what happens yeah yeah so I mean like definitely. This last year, the goal was like, let's just see if I can, you know, if I can score enough points to like make it out of brackets or to make Mm -hmm. it out of uh, not even into brackets, but just like, yeah, there was a there was a cutoff after like two rounds if you didn't score well enough. And it's like, I just don't want to I don't want to lose at the first cut. Right. Yeah. Like if I can just, if I can just avoid just a little bit more, just I, I don't want to just play two rounds and then be done with the whole tournament because I get yeah. cut like super early. So let me like, I just want to make sure that I can play a little longer and, and make it through a little bit more. And, and you know, if I can take like second and third so that I can make it past the first cut and play like one extra game, I'll be fine. And then, like, I just started winning, and I just kept winning. And he can't stop winning. And except until, until I did. Until, yeah, <laughs> until until he stopped winning. Until I stopped winning. <laughs> but, it, it like, I, like, definitely this, this next tournament, which I've already entered myself into, um, I am definitely looking at it with higher expectations. And it's like, I would really like to make brackets again. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't have any, I don't have any, uh, any, what do you call it? Uh, designs on making the finals again. Cause that like, that was just this perfect storm of, well, of I luck think it's, and, and close victories. And with, with a tournament like Kuso, it's, 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 I think it's sort of silly to set your expectations to make it that far only because it may not have anything to do with your individual skill or ability. In fact, it it could very well be the opposite, where it was completely luck of the draw of what game you get, right? A like, lot, yeah. A lot of it is just adaptability and how you know how well are you able to adapt to this style and figure mm-hmm. this out. Well, and so maybe even how bad, how poorly your opponent can't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Like it, that can make a that can. Make or break. I mean, I mean Planet obviously of the they're one of the same, but Planet of the right. Apes was my first bracket game against a player who was way better at the game than me, mm-hmm. like, and was just like way out in front of me from the start, and then just got stuck at one dumb obstacle, and then I I passed them in like within like the last five minutes because they were just stuck on this one thing for 30 minutes and mm-hmm. they weren't even dying or anything. It wasn't even a difficulty spike. It was just, they didn't know what to do with this one thing. And it was just, it was clear to me and not to them. And like yeah. Andy, um, stylized and D four H, 
is is an absolute god of video games. Uh, <laughs> he goes in like seriously. He so mystery tournament is a is a tournament that's kind of like Cuso Grande, but it's in that it's blind racing, but mm-hmm. it's not exclusively bad games. It's just like all sorts of everything. Yeah, so you, um, it could be actually good games, but they're just kind of niche, or you may not have played it. Right, that's the idea. Yeah, exactly. Like that's where I it's where I first played Gunstar Heroes. Ah, gotcha. Um, well, not first played, but like I had like played it for a couple minutes to try it out before, and I told them that it was like I've I've touched it, but not really like played it, played it, and I don't remember sure. it at all. Um, but and and also Action Man, which is not a good game necessarily not all the games in that tournament are good necessarily but there's a there's but a action broader man action man is not it's hard to call it bad in terms of uh the way that it plays or controls or anything like that yeah right? it's, it's actually just a fairly tight controls just kind of a, overly you know, it's simplistic a kids, it's I would a kids say. game right yeah, yeah basically and i don't mean that so in, yeah in a derogatory way because some people get all up in arms about you know kitty there's a baby game for babies <laughs> yeah i don't mean that because i really hate that outlook i'm sure i've made yeah that clear. i do too. <laughs> well for the last 30 episodes or whatever we've done yeah exactly um but yeah like the reason i'm talking about mystery tournament is because andy there's been like i want to say 15 or 16 mystery tournaments i think andy has won 13 of them <laughs> okay <laughs> Yeah, so so when when you're that consistent, then 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 your skill is apparent in in uh, yes. a tournament like that, right? It's that's that's not a that's not an accident, right? Yeah, no, it's like it's it no is it is not a coincidence that he. I may be exaggerating, but he has won more than ten. He's sure. won like sixty plus percent of the tournaments. Okay, yeah, that's that's uh pretty good, including this year's tournament, or well, twenty twenty's tournament. Mm-hmm. So Andy was also in Cusa Grande, got knocked out in brackets or got knocked out before brackets, missed brackets. Oh, right. So, yeah, he, if he had made it through there, then who knows what would have happened, right? Like, it yeah, exactly. But to your point, the reason I sort of meandered to that point is because, like, Andy is probably like one of the undisputed best players in anything. Mm-hmm. Like whatever he picks up, he just sort of becomes one of the best overall players in. And he missed brackets because Cuso Grande just be like that sometimes. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. in Cuso specifically is that you just don't know. You could, you could he get a bad in, game that makes you just pull your hair out and you're like, yep. I don't know what to do. I'm he done. was in, he was in a four player match of lethal weapon for SNES. God. And yeah, yeah, it was not good. He was in a four-player match, and I think he needed to finish, like, first or second to move on to brackets. Yeah. And just missed a pipe that he needed to progress. <laughs> and just finished in fourth because he was just stuck on a thing. And that kind of thing can just happen to anyone in any round at any point. You just get stuck on something stupid. So... Yeah. I'm excited yeah. to see where we'll see. or what what games you end up. Like the it's fun to see the games that uh they pick for you guys to play cuz sometimes they they feel like genuinely horrendous experiences like mm-hmm. god why. But other times it's like wow, this is a actually a good like it actually seems like it's a fine game. It's just sort of old or it's very simple 
uh or there's like some mechanic that's really broken or like silly like the 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 calculator game right like right right that's, right that's Alpiner. sure obviously alpiner is not a a good game but it's it's not exactly a horrible game either and now alpiner that it was, was fun be... i've i've played it multiple times on like on my own time just for fun just to do it and and just as a warning to the the audience that dean is not a good measure of a game being fun or not after being in kuso because i think yeah, dean no, likes like... to, to dean likes some really horrible stuff <laughs> I it's not that I would put Alpiner on the no. level of like you know I'm not putting it's it not alongside Super Mario World. I, well, that's that's my point though is that Alpiner as, as it's not supposed to be either. It was supposed to be a game that was a distraction, right? Like yeah, exactly. It wasn't it? It was when was it made? Like the 80s? Like the I want to say like 89 or, or late 80? 80s. One. I don't remember if it's early or late 80s. I know it's, it's one a big of the difference. Two. <laughs> I realize some important games were released in that time frame. Um but but that aside 82. It's, it's, okay, yes, that's what I thought. I thought it was early. So it's it's when you put it into that kind of perspective, it 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 changes my my framing of it, right? Whereas a right, game that right. came out on the Super Nintendo, it's harder to it's harder to uh say, well, this game has the benefit of being it's supposed to be simple. It's like, well, I don't know. That's that's not fair. Yeah, um, cuz like what is it out alongside? I, I right. think one of the one of the big measures is like when you look at a game that does like a similar genre, but way better. And it's mm -hmm. like this game came out like this game came out three years after Super Metroid, mm -hmm. <laughs> right. you know? Yeah. And it's like, Poor... what's your excuse? The, exactly. the blueprint was there. Exactly. And and I, I suppose if you want to look at it just as is it fun today, which is sort of what our podcast boils down to i think you still have to look at yeah. a game some games like alpiner and say well it's not you can't compare it to the a game that you're going to sit down and play for more than 15 minutes it's supposed to just be a i'm bored like if you were to think about it in today's framework it's like oh instead of playing candy crush i'm going to see how high i can get an alpiner right like it's right like a, it, yeah i've it's, never played it's candy that crush, kind of way, feeling that sort of simplistic it's like a simple game but um yeah it's so a it's, it's a time it's a time filler right alpiner yeah, yeah. reminded me of a game that i would have played on it's like, like ski free yeah on a game that i would have played on a thing that doesn't that just has games as like an aside yeah which is basically what the ti-99 like, like was a, it was like <laughs> yeah. this is a home computer that has like a calculator and a word processor but also here's a game if you want it right like um, but it's not really what the it's not really what the 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 platform is for it's just a fun thing that's also here if you want it well, and, and then they find some stuff like um, one of the games that we're going to talk about later, um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Maximilian B, which is undeniably a it's a dumpster fire of a game. But the actual idea behind it mm -hmm. is really cool. And if it had more than if it had an if it had one extra button, I think it would have been a fairly yeah. decent game. <laughs> it, yeah. If there were more buttons to to map some uh, to map some controls to. Like, I mean, if up didn't do more than just up, it would have been a fine game. I feel like yeah, would have yep, been yep. old, and but it wouldn't have been uh, mapping the controls properly oh, makes Christ. that game way more fun. Even though yeah. it's still kind of jank because there's some, you know, you get like dropped oh. inputs and stuff all the, all over the place. But of still, but still, like it's but like it's, there's stuff there, and it's, I think it's fun. like. Corndan talks about this a lot. Corndan's one of the tournament organizers. Yeah. Um, and he talks about this a lot because I've I have finished a lot of matches, 
and the the common thread in Cusa Grande that I that I always come to is like, man, that game was weird and jank, but I kind of had fun with it. Oh, and it that, wasn't that's, that's like none of them are as bad as I expect them to be. Yeah, and that's that's where that's where I say that there's a disclaimer there that Dean may just like bad video games. <laughs> it's not like. I can see what's bad about them. Yeah. But when I go into it expecting like this is unplayable trash. And then you actually And I come out of it with the feeling of like there's some degree of fun to be had there. Hey, like, you know, there was some like there are definitely hundreds of better versions of this game out there that you could play that would be more fun. Sure. But this game has something to it that is enjoyable on some level. And when you're looking for that, it's actually kind of satisfying to come out of it and be like, yeah, so it's all right. That's that's kind of the 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 attitude that I'm that I try to embrace now going to a lot of movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I go to the movie and I'm like, this movie's gonna be horrible trash. And then I leave, I was like, hey, that was fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's way better than going into every movie with a lot of expectations and be like, wow, that was a waste of time and money. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I like. So I totally understand. I, I I completely get your the what you're saying. Yeah, you and, go in with basement expectations, and yeah. then you know you find out that it's halfway up the basement stairs, and it's like, oh, hey, let's. <laughs> I'm living large. I mean, we're still not on like the entry level of quality, but like, it's <laughs> yeah. not as I don't want to pay as, money for this. <laughs> yeah, it's not underwater. <laughs> yeah. It didn't like actively jump out of its uh device and try to kill me so right <laughs> well that. Nope, in some nope, cases yet, the sound and visuals do that <laughs> no, that's that's a special treat <laughs> yep, yep yep i can't um, wait hey wait before we talk about before we before we talk too much about the the games we're going to talk about i just want to briefly mention because i had so much fun playing it this last week mm-hmm. um there's a game called yoku's island express Oh, Which yeah, is, yeah. I saw you tweeting about that. Yeah, it's a mix between Pinball and a Metroid. At Tom Day VG on Twitter, where oh, he yeah, tweeted right. about that. I did. I totally, I totally tweeted it, and, and then Animal Crossing pictures, mostly. Um, <laughs> but uh, you you uh, you should totally play this game. I, I really mean it. I got it on sale, so it's I don't know if it's full price worthy, but it whatever. You can wait for a sale. But it's it's so much fun if you like pinball uh, and exploring, like, in a... In a you know, side-scrolling Metroidvania-esque type way. I I loved it. I can't, I just, I haven't had a game that made me just smile in a really long time. And this, this was, this was that experience. And the music's super like islandy, you know, like some steel drums and all that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, did it have steel drums? Maybe it didn't. Maybe it just had sort of <laughs> fun Hawaiian sounding and I just put steel drums on it in my memory. Who knows? Sure. Uh, okay. But yeah, I loved it. I loved the game. I just wanted to to mention that if 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 you're looking for something different, like if you want a Metroidvania game, but you want something that's way different than a normal Metroidvania experience, Yoku's Island Express is 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 way up there. I would recommend, and it's really it's not very hard. I don't even know if you can die technically. It's because you, if you if you miss the ball with like you know the flippers, you just kind of fall through some things and take some damage. Well, you lose fruit, but then you get the fruit right back, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, I didn't hmm. die one time, so I don't know if it's even possible. It's more about just sort of playing pinball and discovering stuff on the map. I, I loved it. I had heard of that game when it came out, and I remember seeing trailers, but like I never paid enough attention to it to know that it was at all pinball based. 
Yeah, that's so. I was looking up Metroidvania because, like, I feel like playing some Metroidvania. This was a this was maybe six months ago or f- maybe four or five months ago. I'm not sure. Um, and somebody had recommended Time Spinner. And yeah, I've heard. Yoku's I, I have Express. Time Spinner. I think. Yeah, so I, I played through that two weeks ago. I briefly mentioned it, I think, and it was okay. It was it was sort of like all right. It didn't do anything that special that I haven't already seen before. So it was it was I was comparing it to you know the the best things in the genre, and I was like, yeah, this is this is passable. I had fun. Um, and then, then I got Yoku's Island Express and I was like, oh man, this is awesome. It's so different than anything I've ever played, which was, well, I mean, it's exactly like what it sounds like, which is an exploration game, but also pinball. (laughs) Um, honestly, like the feeling of this is awesome. It's different than everything mm -hmm. is like that. Those are like some of the most valuable experiences to me. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's why I loved it so much. Cause I, I, I enjoy pinball, but I don't really want a pinball game. Like, right, right, there's, right. There's only so much. But of son- pinball or- and something. Yeah, it's it's so cool, and it's and I love. I mean, I love Metroidvanias. I love the I love the sense of exploration or seeing things you can't, you don't know what to do with, and then you discover late, and you're like, oh man, I can go back and you know overcome that obstacle now, or just finding a hidden room or something like that. Yeah, um, yeah. And so yeah, the, the, it was it was, it's 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 a totally unexpected yet excellent combination. Yeah, that's cool. It's a, you know it's nice to nice to play something that's that's uh, different. I appreciate that. <laughs> I suppose we are going is, to be playing. Is it, is it nice? Is it always nice to play something that's different though? <laughs> no, no, no. It's not. It's not actually. Okay, <laughs> let's take a word from our sponsors and then get into that. So, so. Uh, this is a very this is a very special episode of the retro breakdown because normally what we do on this show is we talk about uh, we talk about one game that we both played over the last week and just kind of talk about like hey is this game any good does it hold up how is you know how has time treated, treated this, this yeah. treated this game um, I and think- this week was this week was special because. Rather than play one game, we played three, and we didn't finish we did not any finish of them. them. Yeah, well, that's not true because you can't that. no, I can't. Well, no, that's true. I did actually finish Maximilian you, B. You, but you went back and you played it for like six hours. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you finished that game. What In fact, I you finished it twice. I did finish it twice. <laughs> you played it on stream In for fact, all of us. Yep, that's that's accurate. See my point. So I think my point what is we fair. did, what we did <laughs> this like week, some weird games. <laughs> yeah, I we talked about it plenty in the first half, but like I was recently in the Cusa Grande Grand Finals, Cusa Grande yes. Five to be particular, Grand Finals. Um, I unfortunately lost in a uh, in a very very close best of three match to uh, some girl who was a, a very very good player who I respect a lot. And I am as sad as I am to have lost. I am happy to have lost to her. She is, uh, she's been around this stuff for a lot longer and like is one of those, one of those people that was like, oh boy, if I, if I go up against some girl, it's going to be, it's going to be a tough match. And it was, but I'm glad it was close. close. I'm glad it was close. 
it's it's funny as we're talking about this because we're kind of recapping it and for the people listening it's probably only been like five minutes but for us it's been an hour and a half or something because we got lost talking about something else entirely uh a <laughs> little bit yeah so so as you're saying i was like oh yeah that's right we should remind everybody what we're doing I was like oh wait no we're reminding ourselves at this point <laughs> i'm not even convinced that this isn't the first half of the podcast yeah i don't i don't even know where we are anymore actually because we, we literally just stopped recording to talk about other stuff yeah um but so, uh, yeah, so what we did, and this is largely my fault, so Tom is allowed to yell at me <laughs> for for proposing this idea, um, because I wanted to talk, I knew I was going to want to talk about Cusa Grande on the podcast, and I was going to probably want to talk about the games that I played in the final. Um, I was like, hey, here's an idea. Why don't you play the games that I played in the grand final, and then we could talk about those and make a podcast out of it. And then I'll go over to the Cusa Grande Discord and be like, I did a podcast about the Cusa Grande Grand Final and the games we played. And I made yeah, and my so, friend play those games. So here, here's what happened. I played one of them for uh-huh. five or ten minutes. Yep. I decided to not play the other one. And then the third one, which this is not in the order that you played them in. Uh, the right. third one I, I actually quite enjoyed, which I think I alluded to already. Um, I think you Let's played talk them about- in, in fact, the the opposite order so all right yeah let's set the agenda what are we talking about first let's let's tell me about homie d clown because i didn't play homie d clown yeah because that's the one you that's the one you skipped yeah i I skipped it just because i don't i didn't want to play just a point and click adventure that it it, it's from from what it sounded like so when you were when you were in the Cuso grande match i was actually driving so i listened to a bit of shadowgate while driving i missed Mm -hmm. all of homie d clown and then i watched the majority of uh maximilian b so i missed I don't, I, but, but from what it sounded like homie D clown was the, the reason it was there is because it's kind of janky in terms mm-hmm. of solutions and all that sort of stuff. Like just kind of nonsense on where you're going. Uh, so that didn't, well, that I didn't... was, I was going to say this earlier, but like the, it's, it's easy to call Cuso Grande just the bad video game tournament. Sure. And that is in fact how Brasentia refers to it. He's like, welcome to Cuso Grande, the bad video game tournament. And it, right. it is like the games are generally bad, but like stuff that's bad and boring and mm-hmm. not fun, at least to watch or at least to experience how weird it is for a little bit. Mm-hmm. doesn't generally get accepted. Like just bad with no redeeming qualities is not what Cusa Grande is about. Sure. It's the games be, are always be, about like, it, there's always gotta be some value, <laughs> some quirk to it. Yeah. Something it, it about be... it. That's just bizarre. Right, it can't just be bad for bad sake because I think the same. It's it's sort of like comparing it to bad movies, right? There's bad movies that are fun to watch because they're bad, and then there's bad movies that are just like boringly bad, and you're like, this is not this. Is, there's nothing here. Right. Why bother? Right. There has to be. There, a, there has yeah, to be a hook. What's like? What's the, the hook? Yeah, there is. There's boring bad, like you know, like Star Wars Episode Two, mm-hmm. where it's just like. Yeah, it's like it's not even bad in a way that you get really upset about. It's just like it's just like hours upon hours of of boring conversations. <laughs> like there's not even that much to aside from like the whole sand, the Anakin sand meme. Like there's not even that much to be upset about. It's just it's just there. It's just boring. Yeah. Like Cusa Grande is more about finding video game versions of the room. Exactly. Right. Where it's like, this is bad, but in such a bizarre, off-the-walls, strange way 
that like <laughs> it sort of loops back around and can be enjoyable if you come into it with the right mindset. I think I know we're not talking about it yet, but I think Maximilian B is the the quintessential uh <laughs> the room kind of reference for me. I I think it Yeah. It yeah. But, but yeah, there, a D lot Clown. of the stuff that I played in the in the tournament is like that. So Homie D Clown is, for all intents and purposes, a pretty standard fare, uh, just point PC point and click adventure game. Right from the from the early '90s, uh, based off the uh, the the titular character from played by Damon Wayans in in Living Color, mm -hmm. and um and it is just a. It's just a point and click adventure game where you play as homie D clown walking through the, you know, the, the tough streets with a bunch <laughs> of people that just want to beat you up and take the wallet that you apparently have. And you just kind of have to like avoid people and go from spot to spot and pick up items and, and get to your big, uh, your big showbiz gig. That'll apparently pay you a bunch of money, but I don't know. I didn't finish it. <laughs> you didn't get there. I didn't get that far. But uh, it, like for tournament purposes, for blind racing, I've never seen this game before purposes. Um, it was kind of fun because you really are at the mercy of not knowing what to do. Mm -hmm. um, there's a few there's a few notes on the wall that you pick up that kind of give you a vague sense of like, come to this spot, go to like this street and this and this area or whatever. Yeah. And, um, and the game doesn't really have like a map or anything. Well, it does, but you pick it up like halfway through the game. Oh my God. So you have to find your way through a lot of stuff and it's <laughs> kind of just like pick up everything you see, click on stuff, see what you can, uh, see what you can get and then just see what works on what. So fairly standard adventure game stuff. Uh, shout outs to this avoiding the Sierra problem of letting you use the wrong thing on the wrong thing and soft lock and soft locking your game. God, It does not soft lock you. Wow. you know, like according to Corndan, who is the world record holder in homie D clown, <laughs> um the only way the you only can one that's that that has submitted I it he's one i think he's one of like two <laughs> <laughs> but hey world record is world record absolutely i was world record holder in undermine for like for like five days that's right yeah in in one category of undermine in the in in the initial patch or whatever yep 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 so yeah that counts i i did a thing for a bit <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, according to him, the only way you can soft lock yourself is if you glitch yourself. Uh, there's a there's a way to like glitch through certain characters and clip through, um, mm -hmm. and you can like get yourself stuck in like some boxes or something that you can't get out, that you can't get out of. Yeah. So literally, like glitching the game is the only way to soft lock it, because a lot of the stuff that you do in the game is locked behind like money. Okay. But there is like a soda machine that you can just go to for spare change to just grab more money if you need it. So, of course. So like it actually manages to avoid the problem of like you can get soft locked and have to like start over. So in that sense, it's kind of a above average point and click, I would say. 
in that um, you can actually just kind of click around and experiment with things. Are the are and the just solutions kind of figure out what works reasonable? Yeah, they're like I I don't think there was anything too obtuse. Like I apparently made it through something like sixty percent of the game in an wow. hour's time with no okay. instructions, just trying to figure stuff out. And a lot of the stuff is uh, a lot of the stuff is fairly uh, straightforward. There is a uh, there's a dude who is who there's a dude who's wearing a blue cap who blocks your way because he's like, hey, we're part of such and such gang and you don't look like one of us. So get the hell out of here. OK. And you can just put on a blue cap and he's like, all right, you're cool. I mean, it's that's, like that's you put on to me. Yeah, yeah. sure. You it's put on like... like his color. He he specifically says you don't look like us, so you can't pass. So you put on the thing that matches him, and he's like, okay. No, that's good. that's no. Those are the kind of I'm I'm okay with that. There was I I remember there was some I don't know was it like Discworld or something a point click adventure game where you had to put like a frog in your drunk mouth to not scare a butterfly when you were snoring. And then that butterfly yeah, did something nope. with a monk in the future. So it doesn't remove it or so it removes its robe. I don't know. But like stuff that's it's actually impossible to figure out other than trial and error. It is entirely more straightforward than that. Okay. No, that's see to me. That makes the sense. Only, it should be straightforward. The only thing. Silly. Yeah. The only thing that's a little bit. Uh, the only thing that's a little bit weird is that like you kind of just have to play the hidden object game. Okay. Every time you enter a room, it's like, right, you're just this, clicking click all over that. the screen. <laughs> yeah, just see if this does something. And there are some, like, there are some mission critical items that you get, um, that you get from clicking on, like, a, a locker in a room or something. Sure. I and guess you get, like, that, a, you get, like, a suit or whatever. Right. Yeah. So, like, there's, you know, there's stuff like that where it's, like, you have to make sure you go to the right spot and click the right thing. But that's just every that's just every point and click adventure, like mm -hmm. explore, check all the things. And it even does the thing where, like, your cursor changes when there's something you can interact with. So, you know, it's it, it's honestly for what it is, it is a fairly straightforward and not terrible point and click adventure. The real challenge of it, the reason it's in Cusa Grande is because the subject matter is bizarre. <laughs> like okay. the fact that there was an in living color video game yeah yeah that's that was my first thought i was like wait what i didn't yeah i didn't know there was a game of this yeah i didn't either the first time i heard the name of it i was like oh that's weird they made a game with the same name as this character from in wait what it's actually <laughs> that character right right it's official it has the logo in the corner like, this is an actual licensed video game of this character. And it's a point and click adventure and not like a not like an NES platformer or something like. <laughs> yeah. So I think like some of the obtuseness of just having to like go around and explore and, and the fact that every single character that you run into on the street just like beats you up without you being able to do anything about it. And then sends you back to the beginning of the game is annoying. <laughs> yeah. It seems pretty obnoxious, but they're pretty easy to sort of like cut your, you move faster than them. So oh. as long as you, as, as long as you, you know, understand what's going on, you can kind of kite them away from you and it's not too terribly difficult. Um, 
it still is kind of jank sometimes. I played most of the game with the arrow keys and some girl played with mouse and watching the, uh, watching some clips of the game back, uh, mouse seems like the much, much better way to control the game. Sure. So I sort of regret that decision, but it was still close regardless. Um, yeah, it's, it isn't bad but it's probably the least interesting of the three because it is just a point and click adventure that is there because it's weird subject matter off of a property that like we're all kind of surprised had a game in the first place and it's fun to see someone just sort of blindly stumble through trying to figure out puzzles in a point and click but Mm -hmm. the answers are there and you can kind of figure it out as you go so you know, we both made pretty reasonable proce- uh, progress in an hour's time with no prior knowledge or instruction. Yeah, it so sounds like it's, it. It's fine. Not good, but like retrospect has been, I, I think it's probably my least favorite of the three games that I played, but it retrospect has been of, kind to it. I feel like it's, to me, it just seemed uh, kind of boring and I just didn't feel like getting yeah. it set up to play. Um, yeah, there is, it was a thing. So I just getting didn't want to Getting it set up was a thing. So I was like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's, that's sort of how I felt about that one. I was, I was, I think I was of the, of the three games. It's, it's, it's a little, I think it's kind of a bummer that there were two adventure games. Um, I thought that was weird too. You would think there would be more, um, I feel like there should have been more variety a, for the yeah. finals. I thought that was kind of, I thought that was really weird for a finals choice to have two adventure games. Um, I mean, in fairness, they were chosen by, you know, the, there were different people in charge of the, of picking different games for the finals. And I don't think they really coordinated with each other. Oh, okay. That makes, okay. That makes a lot of sense. It's not like there was, you know, it's not like a group of people got together and were like, we're going to pick this, this, and this. We had different, like, we basically had different uh, GMs for each, for each round. Uh, Okay. And, um. That makes more sense to me. Yeah. And they all just kind of decided their own game independently. Okay. So that's why we kind of ended up with two that were similar. Yeah, because the... the Which I guess brings us into talking about Shadowgate. What I was going to say is because Shadowgate, I, I... Okay, I remember these ads from magazines when, like, growing up and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I thought I had rented it at one point but I definitely didn't in my memory. I just remembered seeing the magazine articles about it. And right. So I started playing it and I, I, I don't know. I, I thought it, it looked really nice for a 64 game was my first thought. I was like, this game doesn't look particularly bad. Now it's, it's very obtuse in its design, right? It's yes. sort of like a, and I, I can understand why it would be in a quote unquote bad video game tournament because it's mm-hmm. not, um, it sort of falls into the trial and error idea yes. or, or kind of clicking around a hidden picture thing where you're just going to try and do everything and you don't really know what you're doing but right you you it's it's also weird in a in a time-based tournament because it's supposed to be slow going like you're like as i was playing it, i was i didn't i didn't give myself a time limit i just figured i'd play until i got kind of bored or had to do something else yeah. or whatever yeah sure um so i played it for like i don't know two-ish hours and then i stopped because i didn't i didn't want to play too much because i wasn't sure if that would i felt like it would it would really change my perspective if I gave it too much time. Um, and you only play it for an hour. So I thought it was only fair to keep it similar time like that. Um, yeah, that's fair. But 
but I had I, I I actually really enjoyed what I was playing. <laughs> like, so like I had fun walking. So maybe I, this is my this is like my version of 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 uh, of what you experience when you're like, hey, I kind of want to play that more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I didn't really like. Okay, so the first my first moments with Shadowgate were probably my worst. Sure. Um, mostly because what the hell is with the controls in that game? Oh, okay. 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 Fair. The controls are, I, in, if I was Left playing stick. under the gun, I would have been so furious because I would, I, I constantly made control input errors. So you're totally right there. I would, I would, that's, that's true. I didn't, I don't, I didn't have any of the I pressure think... of trying to play it in a timely manner. So cause... I have it mapped, um, I have it mapped to a twin stick controller. Right, right. Yeah, me too. So, but the way that it's a it's an N sixty four, it's Shadowgate sixty four. Yes, and it is a um, the trials of the four towers. And the N sixty four, of course, is a single stick uh, controller. And so, I think the way that the controls are mapped is that the left stick controls your um, camera. Like your your look direction, like yes, in in sort of the same way as if you're like holding R in Metroid Prime, like you stand still and you just kind of look around. Mm-hmm. So left stick or on the N sixty four controller, the stick, <laughs> yeah, just looks you around without you moving, and then you would have to move with the C buttons. Yeah, the C buttons move you, they sidestep you left and right or move you forward and backwards. So you, right. you don't, so you can't turn your direction at all. It's just, it's you're, basically just forward movement. It's basically movement. arrow keys. Yeah. You're basically yes. using the C buttons as arrow keys and then the left stick for looking around. But the way that that maps out on a twin stick controller is... It feels very wrong. It's moving like forward, back, left and right, like tank control style. With uh, no, it's not tank controls at all. Never mind. No, yeah, because you don't. No, it's it's. It just feels wrong. You don't, because you don't stop to. You can strafe. You don't stop to, to like turn left and to like rotate. Yeah, so the, that's not the, tank controls. But the 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 problem with it on a is that they're not. So if they were just buttons, it wouldn't have felt nearly as bad to control. Um, but because it's a joystick, you're used to the movement being different. It doesn't. It like you're supposed to turn. Uh with the right joystick, right? Like when you're thinking mm-hmm. about a game, um, that's right. Isn't it? Yeah. It's... Like it's yeah. the way that it maps out is like, you end up moving your character physically with the right stick. Yes. Cause it's mapped to the, it's mapped to the C buttons, which are doing up, down, left, right. Right. Which, which is how you actually wrong. walk. And then the left stick is for essentially camera controls. <laughs> yeah. So, which is the opposite of what it feels like it should be. Correct. So I feel like if I went back to play it, I would actually oh, like true. map the, it. I could just map the left stick oh, to the yeah. C buttons and the right stick to the uh the right stick to the to the um to the actual joystick and it would probably feel a lot better. It would probably feel really natural actually. That's true. I didn't think about that. Yeah, the controls the con- so I've I thought of, I've thought about this because I there's a there's a part of me deep down deep down inside that I don't talk about that is like, you know, it'd be cool. I should go back and play every game that I had, that I was assigned in Cusa Grande and beat them. 
I, you're, you're, you, you want, you want to do this a lot. Cause I think you briefly mentioned it on stream one day. I I've mentioned it a couple of times. Okay. Yeah. And it's just something that I thought would be, it's something I thought would be fun just to like, because I feel like I played all of them long enough to have a feel for them mm -hmm. and to like, and to have seen like a decent chunk of them. And I'm like, I mean, how much more could it be to finish it? Right. I think Shadowgate's pretty long. I'm going to look I mean, that just up speaking actually. About this hey, one, can you I, hear my keyboard right now? Just a, just a little bit. Not much. Wait, do it again. No, I don't hear anything right now. That's that NVIDIA voice thing happening. Nice. That's fancy. It's it's pretty cool. I'm I'm kind of excited to actually stream with it and see if it uh see if it's better. I actually did this in response to um the the thing with uh, the playthrough with Jesse. Yes. Of uh, Final Fantasy VI has really kind of borked up audio. It it well the 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 game is extremely loud in some parts. <laughs> the the game's really loud in some parts, and the the our their voice um the microphone cuts out. Yeah. On a couple of occasions, um, and I think it's because it's being like noise gated or compressed. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, man, these filters kind of suck. <laughs> Like I had them set and like, like they're good for making sure people's ears don't get blown out, but like, it's just not getting there. And I remember people saying that like RTX voice is really, really good. So I was like, let me try it. And that's what I spent this weekend setting up. So I'm glad that it's actually working well. Yeah. That's awesome. You don't, I don't, I didn't hear any, that's amazing. I, I like, I've been typing this whole time mm -hmm. and it just like, it just, it's magic. Basically, I heard a click. I did hear a click. Okay. Well, I mean, it's not perfect. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah. But yeah, so I think, I think Shadowgate, I think it's a bad game for a, a, a speed tournament. It, it, it feels, it's, it's like, I guess it's just an awkward pick in my head. I don't, I don't quite, I don't quite see it fitting. It doesn't come, seem to compare to anything else that you guys have played previously because mm -hmm. like so a bad adventure game that seems to fit perfectly was the the 13 or uh, journey to the uh journey the, to the center of the earth journey to the center of the earth, right yeah that was that was horrible for all the right reasons um, right 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 Shadowgate just seems like it's actually a fairly decent game of its type like of what it's supposed to be it seems fun I mean I haven't played that many uh games like Shadowgate and I didn't play the original one on NES and I know this is like a sequel to it but um I was having, yeah, fun, like, I, like I've I, never I played a Shadowgate and... game before, and mm -hmm. I can tell you, like, if I did go back and play it, I can tell you with absolute certainty that I would not care about the plot. Okay, like, See, that's if, like if you have no fun with the plot, or like you don't want to get into the story, then it's going to be horrible. I think it will be a, a really, it'll be just a battle of attrition at that point where you don't want to yeah. know what's going on at all, or like you, you just want to get to the I end. mean, okay, listen, I. Let me let me revise that. Sure. Right. So I say that I wouldn't care about the plot um, there. And that's not exactly accurate. I think <laughs> that it is likely that I would, in fact, hate watch the plot. OK, OK. Because I had a couple of mo like every time a cutscene played in that game, I mm -hmm. like busted out laughing. <laughs> and i was like okay <laughs> because it's just dumb right yeah and i would probably appreciate its dumbness of like it's trying to do this 
it's trying to do this sweeping fantasy storyline, but like you have this, you know, blocky polygon wizard who's like, go find the stuff. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like hey, just the writing is beer. awkward. It's, it's, it's a, it's definitely an N64 game. Yeah, <laughs> like, it sure is. But I thought, I actually thought the graphics were pretty decent for like a first person N64 game. I don't know. It did, I guess maybe I was just coming into it with, a positive mind, like a positive idea. Uh, uh, you may have come into it with the Cuso Grande mindset of this is going to be irredeemable garbage. And then you found a way to redeem it. Yeah. I don't know. And, and, and maybe it's partially because I have, I really have strong memories of, of wanting the game as a kid. Like mm. I, I wanted it, but I never got it. Or I, and I apparently didn't rent it. Cause I don't remember playing the beginning at all. And this is a game you would remember playing, especially if uh, you're not used to this style of game. And the, the, so maybe it was just, maybe there was somehow nostalgia, but not every, not act, not really nostalgia. Like, I don't know. Cause I, I, I know this was in Nintendo power and I know it was in, um, like ads for it were in other magazines at the time. So maybe that's mm-hmm. what, maybe that was what was hitting me. And I just, I don't know. Or, or, or it could be like, a listening to, to the, listening to you guys play it, but I didn't actually see it cause I was driving. So it was just like on my car radio basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and so listening to, to Brosentia and, and, um, Cornian, I think it was right. Yeah. I, I don't remember who announced that one. I think, I think Cadis might've been on that one. Oh, okay. Cause I, I think remember. it was Cadis's game. Ah, okay. Um, the way that they were talking about it made it seem way worse than what I was expecting. So I think that's probably what it is that I went into it expecting it to be even worse than, than it was like, Oh, Hey, I could see myself playing this to be fair. I, I did have the advantage of hearing some of the beginning puzzles being talked about. And (laughs) I I mean, I'm sure that I'm sure for a good 20 minutes, they talked about pulling the iron bar out of the grate (laughs) while I missed it. So I could see where that would be an infuriating experience. Uh, especially mm-hmm. since it's like the, f- well, maybe not the first puzzle, but it's more or less the first real puzzle. Cause obviously there's going to be something to interact with in the jail cell. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> then you're, then you're just kind of aimlessly walking around three rooms in the sewers for a while. <laughs> oh my God. It, like half the game. <laughs> yeah. Like half of so like it's it, Like we talked about it earlier, how like you can get walled by anything just because there's just something that doesn't click with you. Right. Like Shadowgate was just that for both of us because I got walled in the sewer and got and was like basically getting blown out and then figured that out and made progress through the next couple of rooms really quickly and some girl and some girl couldn't find the the fairy statue and (laughs) went through that room like seven times just didn't see it sitting there so like (laughs) so like that was all it took to allow me to that was all it took to like allow me to to get past and win that first match because that was the so, like first that match, kind of right? stuff yeah. just happens. Mm-hmm. Now I I understand. I've been told that a lot of what's bad in Shadowgate is later. Oh, like really, like later in the game, the puzzles get really obtuse and like, are you serious? Okay, what's so it's the stuff that you? I hate about. Okay, okay, good. So then, so then maybe my enjoyment of the game is just the beginning because I was playing it pretty chill. I was like, you know how you collect all those books. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i was yeah. like reading through all the books and everything and it's it's i was i chuckled at the the dumb jokes about oh you're picking up a book without any words because you 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 can't have enough you know wordless books or whatever 
like I, I had fun with the with yeah this some of the writing of yeah some of the writing in there of like the the flavor text that you get when you pick stuff up is like that's you know what that's that's cute that's got some personality to it and i appreciate that <laughs> like i know it's dumb but it made me smile it was one of yeah. those moments yeah um but i didn't get that much so i got to the point where you you know you have to put the three statues actually i don't know if you got to that part where you, you have to put you have to put yep. the three statues that was row, actually like statues. my that was like my winning sequence actually oh nice that was like the last major that was like the mat the last major um progress that i made yeah because it talks about it in the one book like the order of them mm -hmm. and stuff yeah um, it gives you it gives you the creation story and it's like like it's it's so wild because it gives you um it gives you like four statues yes it does and like two of them are like you know moving from like ape to neanderthal to to like homo sapien yep yep and it's like yeah i i know this this is this is the this is the evolution picture and then you read the you read the whole like creation story it's like no 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 it like first first <laughs> the gods made the fairies and then the fairies evolved into the elves and then the elves evolved into the humans and it's like oh <laughs> Yeah, so okay. it's okay. It was it's I feel like I I don't I I'm curious now. You know, I would I would I maybe I maybe I'll finish the game then or at least see see I want to get to the point where I want to get to the point where the game's just a nightmare. Like I want I want to have that experience of what this is so stupid. Yeah. Um apparently the main Okay, so I'm on how long to beat for Shadowgate 64 and there's only like five like completed entries. playthroughs. Yeah, there's there's five, <laughs> which is more than you'd think. Sure. Um, it's more than Planet of the Apes for PS1. I'll tell you that for free. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, there's five and you know how it's broken down into like main story and then like main story plus extras yeah. and completionists. So the average playthrough for main story is nine hours and 29 minutes. Okay. Yeah. That's, I kind of remember seeing something around 10 hours. So that makes sense. The average time for completionist is seven hours and 10 minutes. Okay. So the completionist playthrough somehow is two hours shorter than the non-completionist playthrough. Whoa, wait, hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm at game FAQs on the Shadowgate page and they okay. have the statistics there. So 56 people submitted their time to beat. Okay. I, I think that's how this works. I've never, I don't know where they're getting this from actually. I don't know but how the game say, FAQs thing works, but, but it's yeah, 26 hours. Um, look at, look at this. Hold on. I'm sending you this in discord. So I this think is... that how long to beat, like, I don't trust those numbers a lot, especially for, especially for games that are like more obscure and only have a few entries. Well, yeah, this but one it's has, possible this one that 56 like six users supposedly on, on game FAQs. I don't know. Uh -huh. Right. Okay. It's the middle one. Although the pretty blue Playtime statistics. Okay. I think it could. Oh, they're also hyper skewed because some psycho said it took them more than 80 hours or 60 hours or something. That's well, yeah, I'm looking at the pie chart for like how the different reports of how long it took everybody. Oh, yeah. So it's like, like 12 and 20 are the two big ones. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Basically, like over half of players beat it in between twelve to twenty hours. Now, you know, I would give... imagine that that yeah. is blind. 
Yes, and that's what I was going to say is that this is I'm going to guess if the puzzles are stupid in in Shadowgate later, they they take a lot of time not because it's a long game but because you're like I guess I try every single thing possible. Yeah, you do a lot of wandering around not knowing what to do. You know, I guess hmm I think I'm having one and of those it, moments where I enjoyed the 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 bit that I played but it's not a it's not even anywhere near a fair assessment of the game and I imagine it would really grate on me after if, if I played it for like another hour or two. Well, like it is a it is essentially an adventure game, right? Yes. And adventure games are all about like finding the puzzle and finding the components of that puzzle and then solving the puzzle. Yeah. And so the enjoyment of that as a video game relies on you getting to that um and like getting to that moment and having the tools and having a satisfying solution to the problem. Yeah, the right? the, the biggest the most important part is uh, giving you the tools to solve the problem, right? Mm-hmm. And it's it's not obscure because that's the that's the worst thing. I I because I it's it's the difference that. between when you solve a like. There's two main feelings that you get when you solve a puzzle in a game. Mm-hmm. One of them is oh, and the other one is what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. When when you look up the solution to a puzzle and you're not, if you're mad at yourself that you looked it up. Then it's like, shoot, I should have done this. But if you're yeah, like, like, what a stupid puzzle, then that that's that's like the kind of two yeah. Experiences, it's like I would right? never have done this. No one would ever have done this. How would you? Yeah. Why would you ever think that? Right. Yeah. Because you, you we've all done that where you look up a solution because you're in haste and then you're like, shoot, that was a good puzzle. I should have figured that one out. Yep. Yep. Or you yep, look yep. it up and you're just like, that was the dumbest crap ever. What a what a what a horrible idea. <laughs> So, yeah, it's like my understanding. And I don't know this. I, I was just told this because we finished playing the game and we were like, it, it wasn't that bad. Like, I didn't really I didn't hate that. That experience. I didn't hate that as much as you all said we were going to. Yeah. Well, especially and then, like the, the grand finals first game. So you're thinking, holy right. crap. Yeah. This is like the worst of the worst. And this is just like it's weird and obtuse in places. But like, it's all right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it like, but my understanding is the, the further you go on, like it gets worse. Okay. That it gets sense. worse and more obtuse. And the thing is like, if I were to play it through, I would not want to spend 20 to 40 hours on it. I would probably play it through with a guide. Yeah. And if you do that, you what to do, but then the it's like, experience. yeah, you're really not playing the game at that point. You are really just, you're just reading a book. Yeah, like you're just reading basically. a book with no story. Actually, you're just you're 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 just going from point A to point B for twenty or for ten hours or however long it takes with a guide. Basically, you're 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 walking simulator. Yeah. So that's I mean, that's yeah. a. I don't know. Maybe it's it's weird. It's it's weird to do the the podcast like this where we're kind of talking about games in in this way because. I'm, we usually I'm, talk about it like post completion. Right, right, right. Usually, well, I mean, every time so far, I think, right? Hasn't has. I mean, there's a couple of times where only one of us have finished it, but mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah. usually, we're one of us is able to speak to like, here's how it, uh, here's how it ended up long term. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think for the the biggest point for Shadowgate, I uh, in terms of this setting is that i actually enjoyed the beginning i don't know what the rest would go like i feel like it'd be a game that i'd almost want to have a notebook for or something Mm -hmm. like that something that i'm kind of 
doing along with it or it'd be something that i would find enjoyable with somebody else so we can kind of talk about the silly puzzles or whatever Mm -hmm. um i i think it's i I really gotta say i think it's a weird pick for an hour where you're where you're limited to a single hour uh for i think a lot of it is about i think a lot of it is about um sort of normalizing the skill level because oh that's true because that's actually really smart just just to make it more of a like because if you if you I just you've make it to the about grand finals that's actually yeah, if you that's make actually it about a just, fun way to think about it isn't it because you've, you've made it to the grand finals you obviously are are going to be good at the crap you had to put before so it's sort of fun right. then to have a, right. a couple of games that are it's really because the last game was a hundred percent your skill at bad games but then the first yeah. two are sort of meandering through something where your skill is not it's not going to be I mean, I it's it's not the same kind of thing, right? It's it's sort of just who's gonna who's gonna who's gonna bumble through um, the 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 scenes faster as opposed to who's the best at it. I kind of when you put it I've, that way, I sort of like the the selection of the game. That's true. I I've never really vocalized this before, but um, but I've thought it on a number of occasions, um, and it, particularly like during a match, mm-hmm. um, Cusa Grande and blind racing in general is as much about um the mental game as it is about like physical execution like you have to be bad and you have to be able to put or you have to be bad you have to be good at bad games you have to be able to push the (laughs) push the button with the right timing but a lot of it is like a lot of doing well in that tournament is about having like a broad range of like experience and being able to understand a game quickly and being able to like that's such a huge part of it like being able to just sort of pick it up and and understand what it wants from you quickly because if so because so often like the game is just like we're gonna dump you into this game and it's confusing Mm -hmm. and we're gonna give you like the basics to get started and then you have to figure it out from there yeah yep and when you do that you take a lot of the um you take a lot of the physical like video game execution stuff out of the equation and replace it with just mental processing with just thinking about just being able to figure the game out first, because if Mm -hmm. you, once you figure the game out and you understand it, like then you, it's not a problem to do what you need to do, but it's figuring out how to do the thing first. Right. Yeah. And games like Shadowgate and Homie are about, like, how well can you figure out a game? Not how not how well can you play it, but how well can you figure it out quickly? Yeah. And and it, it's, in some ways, <laughs> as it worked out, it's almost a 50-50 even from that point, because there's still a lot of, like you said, there could just be a wall that, not, not like a literal wall, but there could be a wall that yeah. just stops you from movement, right? Um, yeah, yeah. And so that 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 it worked out it, in such a way that it was it made the final match really exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think like it was it was drawn up really well from that. It, like and it's it's not like it's just a curveball that um it's not like it's just a curveball that throws that gets thrown at you just to be like, "Oh yeah, all of the skills that you've shown up to this point are irrelevant now because we're going to give you a a <clears throat> a puzzle heavy execution free game because like (laughs) it's a it's blind racing 
So like, figure even if you're getting, even if you're playing a straightforward platformer, where the objective is just walk left to right, mm-hmm. there is still a lot of, you know, figuring out what do your power ups do, and what do, what can you touch and what can't you touch. How many how many pixels off the edge of this platform can you stand? You know, right. what kills you instantly? There's a lot of learning and figuring out that you have to do with every game. Like every, every game. Yeah. So like, even though Shadowgate and Homie were games that were that leaned more on the like f- the mental, like figure the game out side of things rather than just like twitch reflexes. Mm-hmm. Um, that stuff was still there. Like those skills of like being able to figure a game out and know what it wants from you and do that. Like that is still something that you need to win. And even the most, even the most uh, like twitchy action heavy games. Yeah. Even, even like zombie nation, which is just a side scrolling, like Gradius style shooter. Mm-hmm. There is still stuff where it's like, wait, I just died to that instantly. What do I need to do? Right. Yeah, you have you have to you be know? able to figure you have to be able to process what's going on and yeah, like uh, how, how does how to get around it. Yeah, how does health work? How do power-ups work? How does how does any of this work and how can I use it to my advantage? That type of problem solving is in every game you're assigned. Mm-hmm. So it's just that, you know, the last couple of games were kind of a test of like how well is this particular skill? Like how good is this particular skill? We're going to we're going to test that one specifically. So in that and sense, it makes sense to me. I, I can I can get behind it. Either way, it it's it's I I I enjoyed the little bit I played of the game, and I'd be curious to see see what happens later. But the real star of of this this uh, podcast is Maximilian B. It sure is. I mean, this this game is. <laughs> it's it's the first time I've played a game that I think is. I, I hate it. I, I hate the game a lot. I really hate it. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. I, think, I think the design is cool. <laughs> like there's Thank something you. there. There is something there. There it's, is something there. And I don't mean that in like just some like, oh, there's something there. I mean there's genuinely like a cool puzzle mechanic in the game, and my god, if there was another button. <laughs> it if would there be was fun another button. Play. And if the visual and sound design of the game was not designed for maximum pain, to be fair, the visual the visual design is kind of just an issue with the game, except for the starting screen and by golly the the winning the en- victory screen. Yeah, which you know <laughs> I imagine most players never saw. <laughs> you might be the first person to ever beat the game. <laughs> I don't think that's true, but you're probably one of a hundred. There is no, count it, zero long plays of the game on YouTube. I know. I tried to find information about the game and even the person who made it, and it's too much work. <laughs> That's how obscure this game is. <laughs> oh, I There apparently is some degree of, uh, there's apparently some degree of, of uh, information about the person who made it, because apparently it's some middle school kid. Yeah, it was some kid, yeah. Yeah, it was some middle made, school he made kid a who, of games. who like made it with, you know, like a code base that he found in a magazine or something like that. What a total badass. Right. I mean, and to have come up with an idea that is like functional. 
not only functional, it's actually cool. And, 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 and it's stuck in some, in some uh, console where there's one button and a joystick. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, cause it was like what, probably 1977 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I actually know. don't know when the, let's see when the Atari Which 800 it, actually it was launched. the 800, right? Yeah. Okay, the the Atari... Wait, hang on. I was going to say 1979, but I think that's the... Uh, I think they are referring to the... 79 seems... Yeah. I don't know why, but I thought it was... Is it 79? No, November 1979. Okay. Hmm. The Atari 400 and the Atari 800 were presented at the Winter CES in January 1979 and shipped in November of the same year. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It's it's it makes it way more impressive to me um that it's like So a kid I, that I don't made know. It. Yeah, I don't know when like I don't know when Maximilian B came out, but like well, Let's just say let's just say early 80s. Early obviously early 80s cuz it wouldn't have come out like a month after the Atari came out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> But yeah, somewhere, somewhere early eighties and some kid was just like, yeah, here's an idea. Mm-hmm. And like, it's a, it's a functional, like reasonably good idea. So, like we were talking about it in chat and we were like, you know, I would play an updated version of this. For and sure. someone was like, someone was like that exists and it's choo choo rocket. And I was like, oh, oh, wait. Oh, it's kind of choo choo rocket. It is. So this kid, Holy like, sort of invented Choo Choo Rocket like twenty years before Choo Choo Rocket. <laughs> what the hell? Isn't that wild? That is. I think it would be okay. I think I think you have to explain to the 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 Aradorn fans um, what what this game actually is. Explain the just explain <laughs> explain the controls actually before anything else. <laughs> Okay, so the basic mechanic of the game is that you have a jump button. It's kind of tile. It's it's very tile based. Yes. Um, and it is a puzzle game where you're trying to get some sparks to go into a goal, mm-hmm. and you do this by sort of picking up and dropping blocks that they can bounce off of, and they always move in a counterclockwise direction. Mm-hmm. So, like, if they bounce off a wall, if they if they're like visualize like a, a like a, a a ball that's like flying towards a wall from left to right and when it hits that wall it will turn and go up and yes. then when it and then when it hits the the top it's going up and it hits the next wall it'll turn left and it'll keep going in that counterclockwise direction and you can count on that and you basically have to use that mechanic to get them to sort of bounce around the stage and place blocks for them to bounce off of so that they can go into a goal area. Mm-hmm. And that's the game. And if the if the actual balls touch you, you die. Yes, and if and, you touch and... spikes or moss, you die. <laughs> yeah, spikes are green stuff. And um, so it's an it's it's an Atari game. And for those of you who know what an Atari joystick looks like, it is a, it is a joystick. Mess. Yep. And you've got four directions. You've got up, down, left, right. And you have a button. Singular. Yes, One button. A button. A button. Um, so this game has that. 
but the way they have decided but so what do you use the what do you use the button for if uh in a game where you have to pick up and put down blocks and also for jumping yeah the button is for jumping because that's so i mean that's reasonable yeah button for jump fine better than up to jump yeah because up should definitely be for picking stuff up Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm so left and right left and right move you left and right but also there is a wall clinging and climbing mechanic which is awesome actually it actually think about it it. like it's it's actually really interesting like that's cool that you can wall climb in this game the only problem is is that up also (laughs) picks stuff up so it's like you're 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 eating inputs well the game eats inputs just because i believe it's just you know because it wants to it's an old game and it was I, I guess made by it, middle it can only kid. handle so many inputs at the same time i imagine yeah and so then sometimes you're pressing up but then there's a block there and you pick up the block and then you have a block and you're like i don't know <laughs> i don't know what's yep. going on anymore also mm-hmm. the, the 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 sound design is actively trying to um make you go deaf yeah yep. and <laughs> it's the uh holy crap, someone i think it was awful. okami of games uh described the the movement sound as my washer is going off because <laughs> yeah, yeah. it, it really is just like eh. god it's so awful <laughs> yeah so that that's terrible um the visuals aside from all of the atari flashing i think it looks okay to be honest is on it like considering that like of course considering the hardware yeah um could be worse yeah i think i think it actually could be looks, a lot worse i think it looks it just it's i would just describe its look as an atari game like i don't know yep it, it looks it like yeah exactly it looks it like doesn't an atari look game. bad but it looks i mean it doesn't look good because it's an atari game but it doesn't look horrible either um i appreciate that your playable character is a robot duck <laughs> yeah like i don't really know what you're playing i thought it was a dude maybe in a wheelchair or something at first I, uh, someone else said that it might've been Mal who was like, I, I, I see it as like a dude in a wheelchair with a beard or something like that. <laughs> like, I wasn't sure what I was looking at. I forget. This. Was, I, I, could, I don't think that's exactly what she said, but it was something along those lines. <laughs> I knew it was something. I, I I could see that it was something. Um, and it I was, was like, uh, it's apparently a robot duck, but because it's like green and purple, <laughs> yeah. I just referred to it as eggplant duck. <laughs> yes. Perfect. But yeah, I mean, that's fine. You're right. Like the visuals are, it looks like an Atari game. Mm-hmm. It is an Atari game. It looks like an Atari game. That's what it is, period. Right. And, and then that's, um, that's, that's okay. What's not okay is the seizure inducing, uh, the seizure inducing <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> My favorite thing. So if you had any doubt a game's going to be bad, it's, it's sometimes, or well, you can, you can learn a lot from the, the title screen of a game, right? Like, so when we played Demon's Crest, we were like, holy crap. Someone, someone loved this game. They made this title screen look so cool. Um, when you play Maximilian B, it's, it starts off like, it's, it's, it's just, uh, I don't know. It's like almost, it's not even like old TV fuzz, but I guess some, it, it, what, it's, when you had like a bad connection. It feels like it's meant to, it feels like it's meant to emulate like just TV static. Like a bad, t- but, but like the colored version of it, not just the black and white TV static. Yes. It, it's, it's like yeah. the lined colored where, you know, you see the blue, the green and the red, and then like, you know, the white and the black and all that kind yep. of stuff. But, um, but it's, it's, yeah, it looks at like it's malfunctioning rate. Yes. Yes. It's, it's, it just, it really sets the game up for you. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it is something else. This uh, after like a minute long loading screen. That's true. I've is that just the thing that happens when you're playing old the old Atari? Is that is that just why, why does it? Why you would think that an Atari time? game would load quickly, but apparently the loading time is hard coded into the emulator. So. <laughs> Because I found it weird that the longest loads I've ever experienced on an emulator was a, from a console made in the 70s. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Uh, the last time I the last time I experienced a loading screen that long, it was XCOM 2 on PS4. Oh, God, that did have long loading times. I played. Yeah, the they're like, like the, close to two minutes long sometimes. The PS plus one. Yep. Um, good times. Good times. So, so what's interesting about Maximilian is that there's even the the, I don't, I don't know if the level design was good on purpose or like it just kind of happened. But sometimes you're when when I was watching it when I was watching you playing because I like mm-hmm. I said I played it for like five ten minutes and I just couldn't handle it. Um, fair, fair. You're, you're kind of, it's kind of impressive to 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 think that anybody created the levels to be honest because it looks like there's so many cool different solutions or as maybe yeah. that's just virtue of the way the game is designed in the like in and of itself that it just sort of happened or i i really i wish we could ask the creator i'd love to know i'd love yeah. to really know what they were thinking when they were designing the levels because they're either it, brilliant or just dumb luck <laughs> it you know what definitely I mean? feels like it, it definitely feels like the solutions to these problems are planned yeah, exactly. Like it does not feel like any of this is happening on accident. But it's cool because you guys can solve you, 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 you and some girl each got you didn't solve it necessarily, but you each had ideas that ended up. I think they worked. Like the second, the second yeah. or third map, one of the maps. There's like a really elegant, beautiful way to do it where you put like three blocks in place, then you run, then you unleash like the seven of them, and they all go right into their home. Or you can do it in kind of in a messy, disgusting way where they all get there, but it <laughs> takes way too long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's definitely, um, like, most of the stages, there's only, like, nine stages. Yes, yeah. In the whole game. Because, um, you know, Atari games. Yeah. But the, uh, there's definitely Good luck beating that legitimately, that, like, anyways. <laughs> there's, it's kind of open, because you kind of mm-hmm. just have, like, usually a game just, the game just gives you, like, stacks of blocks that you can just kind of do whatever you want with. Mm-hmm. And it generally feels like there are elegant intended solutions to the problems. For sure. Um, in most cases. The, um, the only problem with that is that the orbs themselves have collision with each yes. other. Yes, That's, that was one of the things I noticed is that it, it, it's really, uh, it's sort of impossible, it feels to... Uh, you, you really have to kind of have it planned out ahead of time because there's one or two times where you had the solution it felt like, but then you let the orbs out and it was like, what? Oh crap! And they all kind of bounce other. into each other and knock each other off track. Yeah, yeah. Because if you because if you have them going in such a way that they have to like kind of um they have to kind of like spiral past each other. Yes. Because you 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 can only control them in as far as knowing what direction they're going to go when they bounce. Correct. Right. So the uh, there are a number of occasions where you let them out and you just are like, OK, it's going to bounce up off of this and then left off of this and then down and then right. 
and they kind of have to go in sort of like a almost like a P shape mm-hmm. to go like to oh, sure. sort of loop yeah. around past each other, and they will just bump each other off of that. <laughs> yeah. And you're like crap. <laughs> and then you have to like, and like eighty percent of them will go where you want them to go, and then the rest of them you kind of just have to be like, oh, all right, well let's figure this out, I guess. Yeah. It's and and it's neat too because you'd think maybe all the levels are going to be the exact same kind of setup, but then then you get to the level. I think it's after like the fourth stage where it's there. It's just walls that are disappearing at a set time, and you have to kind yeah. of figure out um, when to move through the levels. And that's a that's a Which, totally different. Yeah, like how weird and interesting that this game, like it has an interesting concept, mm-hmm. but then it just. Like, it's only got nine levels, but one of them completely bails on its core concept and tries something different. Like, hey, let's let's battle toes this. <laughs> like, yeah, this is this is now a maze stage. Right. Yeah, that's what it is. It's a maze stage. Yeah. And, it's and... like there's there's a lot there that's really cool and interesting. Mm-hmm. It just and I think that, like, this is not even being considered as a as like as a Kuso game. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't look and sound like garbage and it's not old <laughs> yeah because well it's 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 yes i was gonna say i think that the age of it does not help at all in terms it does of, not it does not lend it any favors no um the the i just i just think the best part of the whole experience is something that wasn't get that was not showcased at kuso because no one got to the end at that point because tr- truly the the last two missions are are just they're kind of psychotic in terms of how hard they actually are too. like the one stage you, you had to retry 15 times or something wild. Yeah, I uh, I actually went through the first seven stages with like with my initial set of lives without like just legit like yeah, without just, yep. uh, without um, uh, safe stating or anything. Right. And then and you, I think you get like eight lives to start with. That's something right. like that. Um. So I, I got to like I got to stage eight with like two lives remaining or something like that and then proceeded to die close to 20 times in stage eight. <laughs> yeah, it was so many times. It may have even been more than that. It's like it's a lot. So like it's definitely a difficulty spike. The last stage is hard, but mm-hmm. it is not as hard as eight, I don't think. Just because eight's whole gimmick is like these like moving walls that you kind of have to like climb up back and forth. But like, yeah, if you hang on to them for like one second too long, then you end up phasing into them. And then if they <laughs> pop up on the tile where you are, you they just kill you. Oh, God, it's, it was it was painful to watch. And yeah, that was using a save state. Like it was yeah. like, oh, Jesus, I don't know how you would actually do this. Yeah, it's not great. Um but otherwise, like the like all of the, the even the last stage, like once you understand how it works, it's really it's really it's mostly actually. just platforming mm-hmm. like it's there's really only a couple of like I think you can I think you can beat that entire stage only actually having to place one block. Yeah, you place you place like, yeah, maybe it is just one block. Like you have to pick up and you have to pick up and move a bunch so that you can get but, through. Pu- and that's one of the purposely place one. Yeah, there's there's a lot of uh, this is where I think the game actually kind of stumbles mm-hmm. in the later stages. There is a lot of just move the blocks out of the way. 
Yes, there is. Yeah, there's like 20 blocks and you have to just move and them. And you're just like, okay, pick up, walk over, put down, pick up, walk over, put down. Like, yeah. it's it gets very, very tedious. And it's not really difficult. It's just you have to, you just have to kind of fumble with the controls to get everything out of your way so you can move. Yeah, it's just kind and of. And that's not fun. That's not fun. But the game as a whole, I think, is actually still kind of fun conceptually. Yeah, I think so too. So how like how would you I know how I would rate them because I actually played more of them than you did. Sure. Um but if you were to put wait, wait, these wait. three you have, you, you have to you have to do you want okay, I just want to say I yeah. don't think we should talk about it. I want people okay. to you're going to no no we're gonna talk about the rating. Don't worry. It's okay it's, I was gonna say the 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 the, the crazy seizure inducing ending I don't want to explain it with words. I just want people to watch it on your YouTube channel or because you're going to you're are you going to put them? Are you going to put that online? I really think uh, you should. Someone clipped it. OK, good, because that is so I, I put the clip in the in the description. <laughs> it's one of I think, my uh, favorite. I think Okami of Games clipped it and put it in the Cusa Grande Discord. OK, good, because that is a whole bunch of warnings. <laughs> that is something else I don't you cannot describe. Words won't do it justice in all of the worst ways imaginable. Hmm. <laughs> It's unbelievably bad. Um, so how how would how would we rate these three games though? That's I was gonna ask you like in order from sure. best to worst, like what order would you put these games in based on your experience with them and just general thoughts? It's weird because you didn't play Homie D Clown, but like you know, yeah, that's fine. I, so I just I would have to say in terms of a game that I would like to play, sure. I would today without changing anything no 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 there's nothing that has to be done i would i would put shadowgate at the highest point i'll leave homie mm -hmm. d clown as not played because i didn't play it and i think that's i think that's okay um i if it just seems like it's a a pretty okay adventure game that doesn't use stupid solutions which puts it above a lot of other adventure games um, yeah yeah and as it stands today i will never in a million years play maximilian b ever again unless it's to no not even to show somebody i'll just direct them towards your video but Fair. an updated version of that i think would be the best game that was played i know that's not fair to say because it's like hey, yeah if you remade this game it's going to be good obviously but it's it's the, it's the cool that yeah. the, the core mechanics of that game are awesome and um I think would make a would make a would make a fun game that you could would play. make a better game than any than like so basically like the refined mechanics of Maximilian B make a better game than the refined mechanics of any of the other games. Yes, yeah, I think so because Shadowgate. I, I if you look at the Shadowgate reviews, especially on game FAQs, it's it's pretty funny because there a lot of them are people that are like you kids today don't understand video games or oh this is a thinking man's game right like it's it's the people that are putting those kind of their noses in the air as they talk about their their um their video games uh where where i think that shadowgate is just it is what it is and i don't know if it's a good game because i haven't gotten that much into it but you sort of mm -hmm. already know what to expect you can't really you can't really make those mechanics better you either like them or you don't i think i think shadowgate is a game that you either enjoy or you hate and that's it there's not going to be a right, lot of middle right. ground there because they're just it's not that kind of game mm -hmm. um whereas i think maximilian b is a game that could actually have real potential as 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 a, a game that 
you know people would like it's like it could be a really fun yeah. fast yeah, yeah. pace even puzzle game if it had tight controls it would it would it would be enjoyable so it's it's weird it this is the <laughs> I one thing that really I, like one thing that really makes um makes maximilian b stand out as a concept is like i think there's a lot of games that exist already and choo choo rocket is one of them yes where yeah. the idea is there's a bunch of things going around and place things to direct the things into the place sure right like that That's is true. that is a concept that exists but the fact that you actually control a character on the map picking yeah. up and putting things down rather than just having like sort of the you know the god hand to just sort of like mouse place things in where you want them to go yeah i think that's what really makes it stand out Mm -hmm. i agree and that's like that's really i could see someone making like a an updated version of that game and selling it for like 10 bucks on steam Uh uh-huh that's 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 what i was thinking when i was talking about a remake i don't mean like a you know some triple a it's not going to be like well no it's a simple concept it's like a fun little indie game that people pick up on steam and talk about fondly <laughs> yeah and there's that's, like that's what know, i was and there's like 50 stages or something right right yeah um and a, a 50 stages and a and a level editor <laughs> yeah that's true the level editor would would make it then it would be then it would get cult status uh yeah absolutely because uh, like it's absolutely a game that has a simple enough concept where you could just have you could just have a a, a simple editor that you just go in and like place obstacles, mm-hmm. you know, just, just straight up, uh, just like the orbs go here and the movable blocks go here and the unmovable blocks go here. And here's the, you've got hazards that you can put in like, and here's where the goal is. Yeah. Like it's like, it'd be so easy to just like throw a, throw a stage together. Mm-hmm. Like it's, and I don't think I don't think we should set a precedent of saying, "Hey, if, <laughs> if this was a totally this was a remade game, uh, we'd 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 say go play it." But I, I, this is a very special instance where I think it's it's really true. I think that I, if, I if, think because I think because the the concept is from you know it's it's literally made 80s. by a child in the <laughs> early eighties. Yeah. And because it seems so garbage on the surface, it does. It well, maybe that's what it is too. That it, it, like I said, the 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 start screen makes it appear that has zero redeeming qualities. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's it's really like it. It's got something, mm-hmm. right? Like it's it is it is not a game with zero redeeming qualities. No, not it at is all. a game with a really interesting concept that suffers from you know basically it's hardware yeah i i think most of the problems with it are are from its hardware it actually becomes a much more fun game when you map the controls differently so that up that's and what down, you were saying that's right which are your pick up and put down buttons are actually on buttons yeah because then, then you're sort of if, if you can do that then it becomes a, a much different experience very different and that's actually like that's actually one of the first things that i did when i started playing it casually and i was like oh this is this is dangerously close to fun now. <laughs> I might spend six hours playing this. <laughs> and so I did. <laughs> like, I, well, there was only one other game in all of Cusa Grande that I went to. Two other games that I went back and beat. If I know you, you went count back in RoboCop. finishing a loop in Alpiner. Alpiner and RoboCop? Yep. Yeah. This is the only one that I beat twice. <laughs> For our enjoyment. <laughs> 
I, f- once the first one was for my enjoyment. True. And then you enjoyed it so much you wanted to share it with other people. I mostly just wanted to show everyone that ending screen. Holy crap. Yeah. And it, it really, the, the buildup for it is, is excellent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I, I cannot stress enough how, how much I want people to, to, to check it out because it's just so stupid. <laughs> I I will put the, I will put the clip in the description. Yeah, please, please. Oh God. Uh, so we were going to originally be talking about super Valus trash for, I'm um, excuse me, super Valus for, uh, you know, that's where, Jesus. Hey, talking would about you Kuso put games, super Valus for, where would you put that on a list with these three games? It's 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 below all three of them. No, it's Super not. Valus, Super Val, dude, it might be. Super it's Valus, not. It's no, not listen. worse than it. Wait, maybe Super it Valus, is. Super Valus Four is the boring, boring game. It's not even Kuso good. Yeah, you wouldn't play that right. game. In it's Kuso like Grande. it's freaking boring. After the fourth, like, so sure, you'd play one level and you'd laugh, haha. Uh, and then you'd be like, oh, Christ, this is the entire game. Also, you you rewound time playing Super Valus 4, aggressively rewound time. You didn't even yeah. just save state playing it. That's how much you hated Super I have Valus done that 4. before. I've been trying to stay away from it from in games that are, you know, that are somewhat fair with their, like, distribution of lives and stuff. But yeah, I but but yeah, I, I'm just I, saying Super Valus I got to a, I got to a point with Super Valus 4 where I was like, I don't want to play this anymore. Get me to the ending as quickly as possible. Especially... But that's a about, discussion for next week. I, I You know, I didn't want to re- mention one thing that I thought was really neat about Shadowgate is that you can save yeah. whenever you want. It basically had save that's states on the Nintendo wild 64. For, that's wild for an N64 game. Right? Like, it literally had the ability to do and save And because they're cartridge-based, the save takes, like, no time at all. Yeah. I was thinking like, oh, this is an old game. I like you have to wait it, racing it, of course. I'm thinking like, is is it worth saving often? Mm-hmm. Because like I don't know if um I don't know if the time that I save from you know, being able to start from the save is going to be made up for by the time it takes me to save. Right. So I saved the first time and I was like, oh, that took one second. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's fine. I can yep. I can do that, which is good because I died a bunch in the sewer. Yeah. So if if you were to take if you were to take the games that we played and you gave them or for the Kuso games and you gave them save stating or rewinding time, I'd think I, I would say they're at least on par with <laughs> Super Valus Four. Spoilers, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I like <laughs> prepare for the first time that we start the retro breakdown. <laughs> Ahead of time, you already know we hate the game. <laughs> yeah, I, I always try to keep it like kind of a. I try yeah, to keep, keep it, it fun. kind of keep a, it open. <laughs> well, just I try to keep it at like a mystery how we feel about it. I don't even like to I don't even like to hint too hard at it in the description of the podcast, whether yeah. we like it or not. But yeah, <laughs> tune in next week when we jump all over Super Valus 4. Tune in next week where we a definitely don't like no this redeeming game. qualities at all, except for some surprisingly good artwork. I guess I guess it gets to use a Super Nintendo controller, which is kind of nice. <laughs> That's about, that's about it. <laughs> hey, hey, do you want to end this with some homie D clown music? <laughs> Please do. All right, let's do that. <laughs>